When I record podcasts, I like to stay hydrated. Who knew talking could be so hard? My favorite drink to have to hand is Lifeline's Hydro OG. It's a tried and tested product for me. It helped me and my team complete a 24-hour podcast, giving us the edge that we needed to get over the finish line. So whether you're at the gym, on a bike ride, or just trying to get over that night before, Lifeline's Hydro OG has got your back. Each serving is stocked with all the healthy ingredients and vitamins you could ask for. There are a great range of flavors, and with each serving at only 18 calories, you really can't go wrong. Here at the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast, we like to support local, independent companies and brands, and Lifelines is a product that I am proud to endorse. Go to lifelines.com. Now that's L-Y-F-E-L-I-N-E-Z.com to find out more. Now, without further ado, here is today's episode. Both. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alex. I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Nice uh, to uh, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Marisa, and I am a co-owner of Pom Pom Galore. Pom Pom Galore. Yeah. What a great name for a, a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, everything's got pom poms on, and um, anything you can think of, we've stuck a pom pom on it. It's always a lot of fun making pom poms. It's a it's a great thing. It's a great look as well. You know. <laughs> yep. Yep. You've got one on your hat, and yeah, it's fun. Color. It makes everyone smile. Well, they make everyone smile. Pom poms. Um, and so yeah and they're all handmade and it's really satisfying and you're here today at the handmade creative fair in Shrewsbury are you, are you local to here yeah we are local we're based in Montford Bridge and um, yeah so. how long have you been doing this then we've actually been doing it for about six years funnily enough so but we started with just literally a pom-pom garland and it's just developed since then. Then we went to hair accessories, fashion accessories, fa- fairy lights. Anything you can get a pom-pom on. Basically, yeah. Wonderful. Um, and how do these fairs do for you? Do, you? do you make quite a bit of money? Or are these where you make your money or online? or was- it's, it's a mix of both, really. It's just being seen and getting people to get to know who you are. And, um, and then they can move online or meet us at another fair. And it's just really good to be out in the community and um, share the pom-pom love. I like the idea of uh, taking your creative wares and just showing people really I think that's yeah. nice isn't it? well pom poms make everyone smile so you know every time someone walks past if they can make someone smile then that's job done wonderful where can people find you if they want to buy a pom pom from you if you want to go online it's pompomgalore.co.uk wonderful thank you for chatting thanks, to me thanks, so nice thank to you. you cheers thank you So there we go, guys. Uh, we're starting off with an interview. We're here today at, um, at Sala Pleasure for the Handmade Creative Fair, which, if you cast your mind back to a, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke to Carrie Hughes about this event and the one in St. Mary's, but this is the first one. And I've got to say, this place is booming. There are, there are so many people here, um, and there's lots of creative um, stalls here as well. Um, we were very well welcomed as we came in. Um, so yeah, I'm very happy. We're going to go and get a few interviews with a few creators. We just spoke to Pom Pom Galore there. Fantastic. First place I saw someone who makes pom-poms and make people smile. Certainly made me smile. So um, yeah, we're going to get a few interviews and smash them together for your listening pleasure. Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit, folks. So I'm Alex. I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. We cover a lot of events in the area. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Cheryl and my... Um 
stall is called Chesapeake Arts and it's clay and uh, slate and hand-painted pebbles. I was drawn to your, your, your 3D pictures here which look like made with pebbles. Yeah. They're wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. It really made me smile. Um, how long have you been doing this for? Yes. Um, yeah. I started off with the pebble pictures and went on to the slates and I've just recently gone into working with clay as well. So I do quite a lot of clay things as well. Um, I was just chatting to Pom Pom Galore in the corner there and we're talking about you know, making your creative wares and showing people, as well as making a bit of money as well. Is it? Is it? What's it like wearing your heart on your sleeve, letting people see the art that you've made? Is that good fun? It's very rewarding when people are nice about it, especially. It gives you a real buzz. Yeah, I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Amazing. Uh, are you local to here? Do you come? Yeah, I'm from North Shropshire, um, in the country, quite rural. So, um, so this is a big. Nice to come out and see the people. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of people here. Do you do you come to these sort of um, markets a lot? Uh, yeah, I've done a few. I've done a few. Yeah, yeah. I like the big ones better than the little ones, I think. This is massive. I didn't realise how big it was until yeah. I pulled up. I was like, there's lots of people here. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Good. Nice turnout. It is a nice turnout. Um, you've got lots and lots and lots of wares to sell today. How much time do you spend making things a week? I <laughs> <laughs> got <God>, oh. <laughs> Yeah, forever. A long time. It, yeah. I, sort, I, I sort of do it on and off during the year for Christmas, really, in between everything else. Yeah, yeah. And when you're making things, do you make things to order or just like whatever you feel like making? Um, the clay, I tend to do whatever I want to do really, um, but I do a lot of commission work as well, especially with the pebble pictures, so that's in between, that's before Christmas usually. Wonderful. And where can people find you if they want to, can they buy things offline online for you? Yeah, I mean, I've got an, an Etsy shop um, and also I've, I've got an email. I haven't got a, my own website yet, but I, I probably will have this this time next year. So, um, have you got social media or anything where people can find you? Um, yeah, I'm on Facebook, Chesabine Art on Facebook. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you for chatting to me today and I hope you do really well. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers. Thank you. So I'm Alex. I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. We cover oh, a lot of uh, the events in the area. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Matty from Mama's Cottage Mushrooms. We grow, we create beautiful mushroom tinctures, help people with their health. Wow, okay. Because uh, I was looking at this, I was thinking, what, what, is it, what are all these, uh, these little trinkets and bottles of things? You know, it's, uh, it's, it's very unusual, but I like it. Yeah, well, it's, people see it as new, but it's just ancient knowledge. That's all. Which Misunderstood. Yeah, 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 that's all, matey. That's yeah. all. We work with the mushrooms, we work with the herbs. Uh, we import quite a few different herbs, really funky ones from around the world, such as Blue Lotus, which is a beautiful flower, great for healing, uh, great for a little party as well, very relaxing, very zen-like. Um, how long has this been a passion of yours? Um, well, I've been... I've, I just connect with nature. Nature is it, it's, it's my thing, it's my peaceful place. Uh, me and Kate met each other last year and then we sort of just exploded into doing what we're doing now. And how's it gone? Um, we started last December buying a couple of grow bags to grow some mushrooms for ourselves and 11 months later this is where we are. So it's pretty much exploded, we've been on the festival circuit all year, got a beautiful all singing, all dancing website. Please have a look, www.mamascottagemushrooms.org. As a podcaster, you know, I do listen to a lot of podcasts too, and I know that anybody that's working with uh, mushrooms or fungi is, is kind of on the on the edge of possibly some sort of revolution when it comes to medicine and our understandings of mental health and how psilocybin can help people. Yeah, well, the psilocybin, but there's another one you need to look at as well. There's one called Amanita muscaria. 
which is actually legal. You know, as we know, the psilocybin's still illegal, unfortunately. But yeah, Amanita muscaria, that's a new mushroom we've been working with in the last two months. I guinea pig myself and microdosed it for others because people are very scared of it because you go and read online, they'll say it's poisonous, it'll make you sick. But if you don't prepare raw chicken correctly, that'll make you sick as well. Yeah, yeah. Drink too many beers, that'll make you poorly. Yeah, of course, yeah. But we always blame the curry. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> um, and uh, what's been the feedback since you started this? Have you helped a lot of people? Yeah, we have feedback from... Oh, we work with uh, advanced cancer patients. We work with people with dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, ADHD, spinal fluid leaks. And the list keeps growing and growing and growing. I love, I love uh, the holistic, organic approach to medicine. Okay. I think it's... Um, that is the medicine. Yeah, I know, yeah. The pharmaceutical industry comes from nature. Yeah. 80% of what you find as a tablet in the chemist or given by the doctor has come from a plant or a fungi. Which you can just pick. It'll be fine. Yeah, make it yourself. Let's yeah. not be lazy anymore. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've really enjoyed chanting you. Are you local? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're just based down at Pontesford. I'd love to like sit and have a genuine proper chat with you both. Yeah, of course. Uh, invite you both on the Shrewsbury Biscuit and we can have a talk about this because I think it's something that does need to be explored a lot more. Definitely. It'd be wonderful, yeah. I'll cool. drop you my card after this, but thank you. Where can people find you? Yeah, you can find us www.mamascottagemushrooms.org. Thank you so much for chatting to me today. No worries, dude. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Right, so now we stepped into, um, I think it's like an indoor-outdoor market. It's underneath a big canopy. Um, there's people selling food. Uh, there's gin I can see, um, there's jams, uh, there's all sorts going on here. So we're going to go find a couple of people to speak to in here as well. Um, this is such a big space. Never really realised. I mean, we did Pod Aid at uh, Love to Stay, which is just on the road. Um, this space is actually, it's huge. Um, so yeah, let's go find some people to speak to. Hello, I'm Alex. I'm from the Shoes with Biscuit podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Julia from uh, Two Sweets Chocolates. Amazing. Um, how long have you been doing this for then? Um, so I've been doing it for 15 years. So I'm based in Shrewsbury. Um, go to lots of farmers markets and festivals around town. I've seen you about. I'm pretty, yeah. Were you at the food festival? Um, I have, wasn't there this year, but I have been in the past, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen your name. I think I follow you on Instagram as well, yeah, actually. I think we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And what, is it, what do these kind of festivals, these festivals, uh, these markets mean to you guys this time of year? Um, well, they're really important because it's a really great way of meeting like new customers and regular customers as well. Um, and obviously it's really nice to get in the festive spirit. Everyone's like in a really good mood. So yeah, they're a good event. And you're selling chocolate and sweets, confectionery, and these are the kind of things that make people smile. Um, it's really important to do that. But I mean, when you do that, how important is it to get it right? Oh, it's really important. So I'm quite passionate about using ethical chocolate. So I don't use any Belgium chocolate because it has lots of um, issues with slave trade and child labour. So I source really good, high quality chocolate. Um, and I've won quite a few awards because of that. So, um, but yeah, it's really important to get it right because they're a luxury item as well. So people are buying, you know, something that's quite expensive potentially. So you ha yeah, it has to be right. Is it the, uh, the traditional gift for Christmas, chocolate, you know. Um, so how long has it taken you to perfect Toot Sweet as to what it, what we know it is today? I mean, so you started 15 years ago, but to get it right and to make sure it's moving in the right direction? Um, so the truffles are always changing and I'm always developing my skills, but um, yeah, I don't know really. Like obviously they've been very popular for a long time, but yeah, I'm always tinkering and changing things, so. The reason I ask is because um, I've spoken to, just this week actually, I've spoken to a few um, 
grassroots sort of bakers and, and confectioners and stuff like that. It started off as a simple thing that just snowballed downhill, do you know what I mean, and become this massive thing. Was, it, was that the case for you? Uh, yes, yeah, so I suppose I started off in my kitchen and then I had a had a shop um, and then obviously I was in the market for nearly eight years as well. So yeah, it is something that, especially certain times of the year as well, it's like, um, it does tend to snowball or get really, really busy and stuff. And can people buy orders off you from online? Yeah, so I've got a website which is tootsweetschocolates.co.uk and I'm on Facebook and Instagram and all of that, so you can order that way as well. Wonderful, thank you for speaking to me. That's okay, thanks. So I'm Alex, I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. We cover a lot of uh, events in the local area. Wonderful. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Graham Carl-Smith I'm, and uh, I'm from the English Drinks Company. Wonderful, and today you're representing Cucumber? No, no, uh, Cucumber, right, we do a range of gins. We're the English, English Drinks Company, we, make, we have a range of gins, and including Cucumber Gin, which is our original gin, and then we have a range of fruit gins, a dry, dry pink gin, and a London dry gin. So the cucumber gin is the one that started it all? That started it all back in 2015. It's our best-selling gin here and around the world as well. Wonderful. Gin, like, exploded, didn't it, a few years ago? It's got... And it's still doing really well. There's lots of new people still came into the market. And, uh, yeah, there's still a huge amount of interest, especially if you've got something different and a really good quality gin as well. Wonderful. Um, distilling gin is, is an art, isn't it? How, is this something you've always done, or did you have to perfect the art? Perfect the art, but now, because it's got so big, we have somebody else to do it for us under our, with our recipe. Um, do you have uh, botanics that go out and collect uh, ingredients for your gin? For uh, uh, from around the world, yes. They, they have to buy them in from around the world. Everything from Africa to uh, India to all around the world, yeah. So people can taste things from all around the world with your gin? Exactly. They certainly can do. Unfortunately, people all around the world get to taste our gins as well. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, Export's a large part of our business. I love the fact that, I love the idea, I love grassroots companies that expand like this um, what was it like for you for to have a company that grew so quickly was it a shock was it oh my god what are we going to do or was, it, was it like no, no no it was quite it was, it's quite good a nice steady growth and um, and you know you build up customers along the way especially with the with the export business as well that doesn't come along suddenly that takes a number of years to establish relationships wonderful um, and this time of year people have different I don't know people's taste buds tend to change yeah. seasonally uh, what's your best sort of thing at Christmas still our cucumber gin which is our best selling gin and our orange gin and our lime gin Australia. Oh, well, orange gin sounds amazing actually you want to try some, I'm going to try some absolutely the wife's driving today so it's fine oh, I, can, I can definitely have a, have a bit of a tipple <laughs> um, these markets uh, are they important for, for um, what you guys do well it's very nice to get in touch with the local people and so they can actually try our gins just to make people aware that gins like this exist locally. We're from up to Magna, three miles away, and lots of people still don't know, haven't even heard of our gins or tasted them. So it gives us an opportunity to, uh, to get uh, get our gins out to people in the, the Shrewsbury. With, uh, with gin being such a, a huge thing at the moment, do you feel like maybe the market is a little bit saturated and it's hard to kind of make yourself... There's so many gins that's come into the market over the last two years. I'm afraid COVID is probably... Uh, had been a pretty hard time for a lot of people who launched during that period. Uh, we're lucky, we are well established, we've got a really good customer base already. And, but also, that's why we've also looked at the, the export market as well to expand the business. Wonderful, it's been great chatting to you today. And um, where can people find, can people order your gin online, I take it? But online or from Shrewsbury, we've got Tanner's, we've got the whiskey shop at the top of the cop and Gin Different on top of the market. Big shout out to Darren from Gin Different. Dar- uh, to our big friend Darren. Yeah. He's a very, very good friend. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you very much indeed. Right, so I'm Alex. I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Christiana from Macassar Foods. I'm going to come around here because uh, it's very loud. Um, so, Macassar, are you local? Yeah, Telford. Oh, nice, nice. Um, how long have you been uh, making food then? Food to sell, I should say. Next week, it will be exactly 11 years I've been going. Wow, okay. And in those 11 years, um, have things been going okay? Have you been uh, experimenting with different foods? I mean, how's it been for you? It's been good. Um, I started with the sauces I have here today, and then along the line, I introduced the street food to it. So most of the time, I do lots of food festivals, and then I do the curry goat, jerk chicken, rice and peas, and chicken curry, and all that. Um, I guess it's important to, to have traditional food that remind people back home or you know part of that tradition, but also to introduce new people to new foods as well. Yeah, my main aim of doing this is to educate people on Afro-Caribbean food and introduce them to it as well. So, and it's been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And how important are markets like this for for businesses like yourself? They're very important because. Um, you promote yourself and people get to know you and then you also share your dreams and aspirations with people so it's really important and you see the other traders around here do you do you know a lot of these people have you seen them before have you, do you make friends do you learn off other traders how does that work i know almost all of them because yeah. we meet at different events so almost all of them in this room i do know them wonderful and um, can people buy your things online can they Yes, they can buy online, but it tends to be expensive if I have to post it. So I normally encourage people to take an order from me and then come and pick it up from home or whenever I'm in the Shrewsbury Square, wherever I am, they can just come and pick it from me. Unless you don't mind to pay the postage, I'm happy to post it. Wonderful. Uh, and are you, going, are you on social media so that people can follow you and know where you're going to be? If you're yeah, say. I'm on Facebook, Mukasa Foods, Afro-Caribbean Cuisine, um, Instagram, Mukasa Foods, um, LinkedIn, Mukasa Foods. So it's Mukasa Foods, Mukasa Foods, Mukasa Foods. So guys, listeners, if you listen to this and you want to get a taste of real Afro-Caribbean food, uh, you've got to follow you on Instagram and social media. Yes, follow me. You get to know wherever I am and then you see lovely photos of myself. And then I give, I always give smiles. So it's nice to see me and then it's nice to see people as well. What does a, a typical Christmas look like for the Afro-Caribbean community with food and things? So what do you guys like to do? It's party time. Party, I love that. Yes, it's party time. <laughs> Whenever there's Christmas, Easter, we like to party. So this is a good opportunity for us to have all the parties we haven't had in, during the year. We bring it all together and then enjoy. Sounds amazing, really does. It does. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting to me today, and uh, I hope you do, do well today. Thank you so much. Have a good Christmas. Thank you. Right, so we come out of the um, indoor-outdoor market, <laughs> and we're having a wander around. We've got had a couple of great conversations there. Um, I don't have an awful long, a lot of time today, so we're, we're breezing through here, but I'm having a great time. I've just been eating Indian food, learning about Afro-Caribbean food. I'm having a great time. So let's go find some more people to speak to. Right, so I'm Alex from the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Lizzie Smith and I am the creator of Bico Clay. I love this. Um, it's because it's unique. I haven't seen anything like this before. Can you explain what Bico Clay is? So I make uh, handcrafted polymer, polymer clay earrings. Um, they are resin coated to make them durable. Um, but I use different techniques um, to produce different effects for the, the, the different colours and styles that you can see. 
Wonderful. How, when did you perfect this, you know, uh, make this a, a skill of yours? And so I started making them about two and a half years ago um, during the first lockdown. It was a, it was a, a bit of a mindful um, activity to get me through. Let's not isolation. bounce off the walls, give me something to do sort of thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it kept me busy during lockdown because I'm a, I'm a teacher. So during lockdown, we were still teaching online, but we were still housebound. And the old so seesaw. Absolutely, <laughs> seesaw, yeah. So we were um, still obviously very very busy but I just wanted something to keep my sanity while being stuck inside um, so I started making them as I said about two and a half years ago um, but I only started selling them this summer. Do you know you are the third teacher I've spoke to in the last two weeks because I think the last one was at, at the, the Abbey in Shrewsbury that's done this that's learned a skill whilst during lockdown yeah it's um i think as teachers we're a bit addicted to education <laughs> in a way so we're always sort of trying to to learn new skills but um as a teacher this is something that i've passed on to my students many times and they oh, absolutely wow. love it so children love working with polymer clay because it is just like play-doh and plasticine that you can keep forever so once you bake it it's it's sort of preserved then and you can keep it that's the way it is yeah Absolutely. So, yeah, working with polymer clay, it's really tactile. You're using your hands and it's a bit of a creative outlet. So as a teacher, obviously quite a stressful job. Um, working with the clay is something that helps you unwind and de-stress because you're using your hands, you're working with the clay. Um, so, yeah, it's really quite therapeutic. It must be nice, really satisfying when you see an end product as well to come from that clay. To What I can describe to my listeners is some beautiful, colourful jewellery, shiny. Yeah, so beautiful you actually, <laughs> you, you, never, you never know what... The um, outcome's going to be either because um, I work a lot with translucent clay which changes colour as you bake it Um, so obviously as well when I'm making my clay if you want to see videos of it I post them all on my Instagram and my social media so I I uh, produce some like makers videos on there cool I love stuff yeah so you never actually know what it's going to look like once you cut into the cane that you've made so it's always like a big reveal and that's always really satisfying as well wonderful and as, as an idea did this sort of snowball? Did you make a couple of things for a few people and then all of a sudden people want one and then all of a sudden it becomes a business organically? Yeah, so I I was, I was, love making them. I absolutely love making them. Um, started making them for Christmas gifts and birthday gifts for friends and family. Um, but it got to the point where I had so many pairs of earrings, but I've only got two ears myself. And I think my friends and family were getting a bit sick of being gifted them all the time. So in order to actually make more, I had to start being being brave and selling them. But it is quite a difficult thing to do as a creator. It's um, You're putting yourself out there and it's it's quite a daunting thing to do. And it, it, it is quite difficult, but I've taken the leap and I've been brave. <laughs> it's one of the things I've talked about a lot is putting wearing your heart on your sleeve creatively and being like, here is what I do. And then people can just be like, nah, you're, oh my God, you know, you, you kind of get that instant reaction and it must be, yeah, you, I can understand why yeah. it'd be quite daunting. Yeah, it's, it's quite scary, um, but touch wood so far, everyone has been so, so lovely. My customers have been really, really kind um, and the comments as well have been, have been really nice um i've started to get quite a few returning customers as well which is always very very sort of gives you that warm feeling but shopping small as well that this creating this sort of little small business myself has really changed the way i do my own christmas shopping because yeah. i see that the sort of hard work that goes into these small businesses and the love and the care behind them so it's really transformed how i do my own shopping it's very poignant actually the way you bring that up we i was at drawn uh, an amazing event put together by Shri uh, gerard amazing uh, and we were talking about the significance of Christmas now how it's changed 
you know people are a bit more sentimental now because yeah. not i mean we're, we're going through a cost of living crisis not everybody can go and afford to buy everybody an xbox or whatever who's who what's it you know they, little little gifts like this are very nice aren't they yeah absolutely and you know buying from someone like me who is just you know a, a bog standard primary school teacher uh, just one purchase from me can go towards something like paying for my lunches next week or you know going towards my electricity bill whereas if you buy from amazon you're just funding jeff bezos's next you know Forbes his big list. penis rocket um <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yeah purchasing from someone like me or from any small business it actually really goes towards something important and our real sort of real standard lives so and, and by the way you or no uh, primary school sh- teacher should uh See, a bog standard primary school teacher. I think you guys are heroes, especially during the pandemic. You guys carried on going, kept our kids, you know, creative and moving. And um, especially my kid, my kid goes to Colum, and they did such an amazing, amazing job. So, never bog standard. You guys are heroes. Well done for no, you. Did. It's it's a hard job, but yeah, doing something creative like this really helps keep you keep you going, keep you sane, and um, yeah, it helps you have that creative outlet. Wonderful. And what was that uh, Instagram again so people can see you making things? So it's Bco Clay, B double E C O Clay, C L A Y. Wonderful. And can people buy online? Yeah, so I've started to move away from selling platforms like um, Etsy because their fees are so high. Unethical, um, yeah. Yeah, so I've now started to sell directly through my Instagram and things so people can just pay through PayPal. If they see anything they like on my Instagram, they can just message me and I can ship directly from, from my little house. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for chatting to me today. Thank you so much. It's nice to meet you. So I'm Alex. I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Helen and I do glass and ceramics. The reason why I stopped, because I know we've, we've, we've kind of breezed through this today because we're short on time, but um, I know glass um, is, is difficult to work with, right? Yes, and it means lots of cuts and plasters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last year, I mean, it's just coming out of lockdown, I spoke to Natalie Hildegard Lee, who does uh, stained glass windows. Oh, right. She's a, a genius. And so speaking to her, I know that this planning things like this you know designing things like this there's a lot more that goes into the the, the design and the the preparation so how long have you been doing this for uh i've been doing about four and a half years wow yes i did a course at west hope college which uh, meant that i got some skills and then i've gone on to to refine them and practice um i've got kilns at home uh, which is always a bit of a thing when you've got the electricity bills at the moment, but that's something yeah. <laughs> else. But yes, and uh, it's all different techniques that you use and different types of glass. So there's uh, things like dichroic glass and iridescent glass and then all the different colour glasses that you get and then you do a design and then you put it in a kiln and the magic happens. I think it's amazing because, like, um, you know, speaking to Natalie and to other people that work with glass, I know that... You can put a lot of effort into something that might not even come out well. <laughs> That's right. I've, I've got a box full of glass. Fortunately, with fusing glass, you can reuse it. So my husband has a go every now and again, of smashing it up, and I make the bits, and then I can use it in different pieces again. So it's, it's very good that uh, fused glass can be used again if you make a mistake. It's just the effort to make it back down to the basic glass to, to get it usable again, really. I don't want to get in the way of a sale. No, no, that's fine. Um, so while we step away, I uh, don't want to interrupt the sale. Um, glass is incredibly difficult. And to, to explain what's, um, what I'm looking at right now, um, there's, there's, there's framed pictures with fish and turtles. And um, uh, there's a branch with birds all looking around quite cool. There's lanterns as well, all lit up with stained glass uh, sides. Um, there's, there's one here with, with a tree. 
Um, they're phenomenal. They really are. Um, and it's glass ceramic um, by Helen. Um, and there's also little pendants and things you can buy. Um, so, yeah. Christmas decoration. I was talking about the lanterns. I think they're. Yeah. I love this with the tree. Yeah. Um, why glass? What 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 drawn you towards glass? I started with ceramics um, and just generally making things with my hands. I started quite late, um, and I had some fun with some ceramics. And then I went on a co- glass course with my sister, just a day workshop, and I just fell in love with the way that glass is works with the light and you can put it in different places and it completely change its surroundings and uh, at different times of the day as well Um, and I was very fortunate that while I was at the college a young lady uh, wanted to sell her kiln and it was all like it was meant to happen Um, so that's when I started funny you should say that I'm uh, leaning in towards doing glass so yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so it's good there's a wide array we were just talking about and now about the Christmas decorations and the lanterns and the, 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 the framed um, glasswork um, do you have a niche I know you've got like loads of different things there but I mean most artists photographers whatever they have a niche is there something you lean more towards I love doing trees yeah, yeah I'm good do. at them too they're trees. fantastic I just think I've got silver birch trees in the pictures I've got the four season lanterns with a tree for each season um, I've started to do uh, the plaques at the, the end there that's got the, the big one um, that's got different colours so it's got um, the equivalent to the um, the maple leaf where it's got the reds coming out of the trees I just love the, the way that the glass creates that sort of different colours for different seasons and different trees really that's one of my favourites but I have to say I like doing loads of different things yes I do you've got a, a rainbow next to a tree yeah. with the leaves that's amazing the rainbows yeah. and what's your most popular item what do people tend to go for more uh, Christmas decorations of this time of year is obviously very popular of course yeah. but my lanterns they like my lanterns they're amazing yeah. I love these lanterns You need they need to be seen are you, are you on Instagram or uh, yes media? I'm on Instagram and Facebook so it's uh, Glass and Ceramics by Helen and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook uh, listeners just take a look at these lanterns and you'll agree with me this is some of the, 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 the mosaic ones are great as well yes. the mosaic tiles yes they, they when the light's in those and you have a candle and they're flickering it just creates a big spectrum of of uh, light around and colours around it. Uh, one customer brought two and sent me a photograph of it in front of his fire, and all of the colours were flickering and it just looked like rainbows on his floor. They, look, they were lovely. So. Wonderful. Well, I think you're fantastic, um, you. and I hope you do really well today. Um, so, what? Uh, so it was um, uh, glass and ceramics with Helen, right? That's right. Wonderful. Thank you for chatting to me. That's Thank okay. you. Thank Cheers. you. So I think we're going to find two more people. I think because. Um, we're running short on time. I've got, got lots of commitments today. The biscuit's busy, baby. Um, I think this loops around. Um, we're going to uh, find a couple more people to speak to. So I'm Alex. I'm from the Shrews with Biscuit podcast. Would Hi, you like Alex, to introduce yourself? I am Gracie, and I am the owner of Fifty Shades of Cheesecake. The name itself drew me to you, and, and then I saw the food, and I was like, wow, oh my God, this is amazing. I need to speak to this person. You either get it or you don't, and <laughs> if you get it, you know. Um, because you do have lots of different flavours and variations of cheesecake. Absolutely. So I have only got five with me here today, but there is no limit on the cheesecake flavours that I make. There is absolutely... I've had some of the craziest things before. I've had a Marmite cheesecake made, all sorts of requests. A Marmite cheesecake? Yes. A Marmite cheesecake. I'm, I'm looking at sure my if it was a prank or not. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good one, if it is. Uh, where did this idea come from? 
So um, at the beginning of lockdown, back in 2020, um, I was I couldn't sit and just not work. So everyone was, you know, ordering food or ordering things online. Everyone all of a sudden had cake sales and bakes and things, but no one was doing cheesecakes. And I just think cheesecake, there's something special about a cheesecake. Of course there is. So much more different to a normal cake. I do birthday cheesecakes as well, actually. And they go down a storm. I've done a few weddings also. Wedding cheesecake. Wow. You wouldn't have a wedding cheesecake. That would be amazing. <laughs> mince pie cheesecake. I'm thinking of flavours now, what we can do. I like that. I have not done a mince pie one. You might see that here tomorrow. <laughs> Fresh <laughs> to the menu. I mean, like, you can literally do anything with this. A bit like, you know, when you when you speak to an artist and you say, right, paint me something then, and you give them just a white a white canvas. Absolutely. It, sometimes that can be a problem. So how do you come up with the right flavours for the right job? So I think a lot of it is just sometimes that, a cheesecake croissant, I was falling asleep about two weeks ago and I sat bolt upright and I was like, I want to put cheesecake in a croissant. (laughs) Like, they just come to you. It's very, very bizarre. And then, you know, there's always inspiration. You know, you have to look at other businesses, see what they're doing, what works. That lemon meringue flavour all through the summer months just sells and sells and sells. And now it's winter. Nobody wants it. So it it is just a case of, you know getting a bit creative and using a bit of inspiration and we were chatting to the guys from the the, the, the cucumber gin shop i've got the names but i was like people's taste buds genuinely change this time of year absolutely don't they? very yeah. true no they do exactly like you're saying you know who doesn't want a christmasy flavor cheesecake as well like candy cane i would never think to put peppermint in a cheesecake a little no. bit strange but actually it's candy cane and it's it's going down a tree can you get naughty with it with a bit of alcohol maybe can you do that i've done baileys i've done guinness yeah that was quite interesting. I had a request for Father's Day to do a Guinness cheesecake. That would be amazing. And actually, alcohol helps helps cheesecake set. Wonderful. I think this is amazing. And the way that you you uh, sell it in the in the goblet as well is really nice. Oh, thank you very much. I've, I've, it's a bit was... different. It's less messy as well, isn't it? It's just a nice presentation. It's thank really you. good. I really well, thank you for chatting to me. Can people order online for your... Absolutely. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram, both Fifty Shades Cheesecake, and you can place your orders just by messaging the page on either of those. Uh, please, listeners, go to Instagram and take a look at Fifty Shades, uh, Shades of Cheesecake right now and just have a look at how amazing these look. I think they're fantastic. Thank you thank so much you for chatting so much. to me. That was nowhere near as bad as I thought it was. No, it was great. <laughs> So I just had to go and retrieve my wife from one of the caravans. She's walking around, <laughs> sat le- leisure, in and out of the caravans, looking at them. Um, right, can we can we go do some interviews now, please? Yeah. yeah? I want to buy some cheesecake. You're gonna buy some cheesecake? Okay. Right, get out of the caravans. Let's go. So I'm Alex. I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Rosie, da- uh, well, married Rosie Davis, but my business is under Rosie Whitehead, my maiden name. Oh, how confusing. <laughs> oh, no, I know, tell me about it. Um, how long, are, so you're an artist, um, is this something you've always done? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I ma- recently made the decision to go to university to explore further, so I've been doing that this year, as well as this. It's been quite tough. But oh, wow. Yeah. So you're in university as well as uh, being a, a functioning artist? Yeah, yeah, bit of both. How's that? That must be really stressful for you. It's very stressful. You would believe the last few weeks I've had. Um, I've been spending a lot of time printing lino uh, prints and doing paintings, doing patterns for my tea towels and stuff like that. It's been pretty full on, but I love it. Yeah. I really love it, yeah. so it's fine, really. I complain, but it's fine. We were at Drawn last week with, uh, with Cherie Gerard in the Flax Mill. And, you know, so I love speaking to artists and get inside their head. And I'm yeah, wondering yeah. to be able to put yourself through what you're putting yourself through at the moment with yeah. the further education and the art itself. You must have a passion for it. I really, really do. It's, it's pretty much the only thing I'm good at. I've, I've been through a lot of jobs, tried a lot of careers, 
all went horribly wrong. So um, this is good. This is working out for me. It's all right. Yeah. And it, I, I'm trying to find a niche here, and I can't because I feel like there's no. there's so much going on here. Yeah, there is too much going on. But um, since uni, I've worked out that I need to take my paintings out and put them in a gallery and uh, put all of my tea towels and my surf, surface patterns designs together for a, for a market stall. So I'm still working things out, but um, it's nice to have the feedback from everybody. Everybody's really kind giving me decent critiques and um you know friendly crit- i don't even mind a negative critique because i can learn from it nice and and you know you can see that you can do you can do fine art you can do prints and you know that much, so it must be nice when someone sees a print and they go well you know she can she can really paint as well you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it, it really boosts my confidence yeah. wonderful so what is it you're doing at university at the moment what's the actual course that you're doing it's fine art so um i'm learning a bit about painting a bit about sculpture and a lot about um concepts and art um it's been a bit of a wacky uh, few weeks so far. I found myself a few weeks ago wrapping um, trees in a woodland in wool. And nice. Yeah, making a sort of web because we're learning about the very basis of art, where it came from, which was line drawing and stuff. It's all crazy. It's completely cuckoo, but I'm I'm grasping it. It's good. Do you find yourself thinking to yourself, why have I done this to myself? But then every getting drawn back then. in. Every now and then, yes. But yeah, I get drawn back in by something new that they introduce into it. But it's really mind-opening, really, really good. And I know it's taking me somewhere better, like bigger than where I am at the moment. So. Uh, are you local as well? Are you? Uh, I'm from Four Crosses in Lally Monarch, so not, well, about half an hour away. So. Okay, okay. But you, within Shropshire, there's such a creative feel, the creative buzz. Have you got yeah. fellow artist friends that you can speak to and um, confide with? No, not here right now, but I have um, some friends from uni who live in Shrewsbury who might turn up today. That'd be nice. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I know a few. Um, it's still something I'm slowly getting into. I've actually only lived in the area for two or three years now. Uh, we've moved here from New Zealand um, after travelling the world a bit. Nice. So we, we we got married not very long ago and we're sort of settled and we're sort of trying, trying to find your feet a little bit. Trying to find our feet a bit, yeah. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm glad to, I, I spoke to you today um, because I think you, you're very talented. Thank and you. maybe at some point you can, we can organise a proper interview with the Shrews of Biscuits and have be a cup of coffee. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm just, I'm, I'm obsessed with the idea of a functioning artist whilst being at university as yeah, well I mean yeah. like I'm thinking to myself why would you do this to yourself I know I'm wondering as well I got to remember the last few weeks one of my lecturers told me they said are you having fun I said no I'm not I said, do you see why we ask you to not get a job while you're at uni I went yeah yeah <laughs> it's hard though when you got um, your bills to pay and stuff yeah, you know? yeah. well exactly yeah, especially this time of year yeah you kids got it easy yeah. um, <laughs> thank you so much for chatting to me I'll give you thank my card you. now and we'll exchange details thank you so much thank Oh, you. can people find you online uh, yes I am uh, on Instagram as at Rosie R-O-S-Y underscore M underscore Whitehead or one word wonderful thank you so much for chatting to me thank today thank you very much thank you cheers alright okay guys we need to clear something right here okay we're still walking through the market and we're coming towards the stall and my wife goes oh, I want to look at this one too and I said to her what this stall here she goes no this caravan <laughs> she's looking at caravans what 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 drawing you to the, towards this, uh, this this caravan the size <laughs> it size everything look at that one. Oh my god like guys help me i'm trying to do actual biscuit <laughs> she's looking at caravans wow. can't take you anywhere hello i'm alex i'm from the shoes with biscuit podcast would you like to introduce yourself hello i'm sarah and i uh, run flora and thread wonderful textiles uh, it's very unique um, i love it um not everyone can do it when did you learn that you could do this well i actually um studied textiles at uni uh, so a while ago now 
Um, but then I started Flora and Thread when my little girl was, when I was expecting my little girl. She's two now, and it's just been uh, going since then. Is it a grassroots snowball thing you made for a couple of people and then more people want things and more people want things? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it started off like that. It started off um, just making like little rainbow hoops to go in her room and then people saw them and wanted them and then, yeah, it kind of spread from there. Amazing. And you're you're here today. Um, how's business been? People been interested in what you do? Yeah, yeah, we've had lots of interest, yeah. Um, I do lots of personalised um, things as well. That's sort of how I sell things. Um, and so we've taken a lot of cards and... Yeah. So if I was to come to you and be like, I want a Shrewsbury Biscuit logo sewed onto a thing, you could do that yes. for me? Yes, definitely. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Um, that's great to know. Um, and, you know, how important are events like this, the, these markets, for, for folks like you? They're really important, yeah. Um, they're a really good day to kind of uh, get to see other people as well, other makers and creators, which, yeah, I do love it. I love doing it. Yeah, yeah I mentioned that up in the, uh, the other market hall, the inside-outside market hall that's up there. Up there. Um, and, uh, you know, talking about other, other market you know holders and creators and things making new friends getting new inspirations well i mean where do you get your inspirations for your colors and things oh gosh i'm a bit um fabric obsessed to be honest <laughs> um whenever i go into a fabric shop i have to get more <laughs> so, never taking you to don elm again like. no that's it no <laughs> definitely not no um yeah i've got loads and loads of fabric i just kind of everything around me really yeah what's our, what's your biggest sort of seller what do people get attracted to um biggest seller would be my letter hoops that are on the front there um on the hanging down the front there yeah because ah, um, yes. I do them in all different fabrics all different glitters um, yeah. great for a kid's room a yeah, church children's it, room yeah. Yeah. yeah well it was lovely to meet you uh, where can people find you uh, they can find me on Instagram and on Etsy Flora and Thread wonderful I hope you have a great day and a great Christmas too thank you very much Angie <laughs> thank you right now come on now no more caravans let's go find some more people to speak that's to that's why they do it here so people can look at oh there's only people <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there's another oh. help people I mean, Carrie Hughes is outside and I've ditched her to, uh, to come into a caravan. <laughs> Believe it or not, folks. And I've stepped into this one and it's like, it's like a studio flat. It's 58 grand and it's perfect for Biscuit Studios, guys. Um, so I'm just saying, <laughs> if anybody wants to invest, we could like 58 grand, right? We can drop this in town, in the town, town square. There we go, Biscuit Studios. I like it. Right, anyway, let's go and chat to Carrie Hughes. Because um, it's more important. All right, Carrie, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Very good. It's working. It's working wonderfully. We're all in, set up, and everybody's happy. Lots of visitors. Lots of people. Lots of people, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's nice, though, because the space is so big. People sort of thin out down here, and it sort of spreads out a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, we have. We literally can have hundreds, uh, way over 1,000, 2,000 people in here at any one time, and it's there's still enough room for everybody not to feel like sardines. So, um, yeah, it's great. It's great. And everyone's very smiley and happy today we'd like that we've been chatting to a, a lot of people today we've had some really good conversations we've been talking pom-poms cheesecake um, <laughs> afro-caribbean foods we've been talking chocolate all sorts of stuff today it's been amazing literally can find anything here can't yeah. you yeah it's really good it's very diverse we have lots of different things um different styles all different foods it's yeah it's lovely it's my favorite event of the year this one when I spoke to you last time, we always talk about that one thing that always happens. There's always to be that thing. Has, has that thing happened yet? Uh, we've had a couple of things this morning, but there are solutions to every problem. So yeah. <laughs> we're, we're fine. It's all good. So where's Carrie? She's got the, all, all the answers. She's coming. She's coming. <laughs> we can always find an answer. Yeah. No, just, you know, little, little things were set up and just small problems. Nothing major. You know, we're very organised here. So it, it just happens and we're all good. Yeah. Well, this is going to go after the fact. I think this is just a great documentation of what goes on in Chris. Uh, Shrewsbury at Christmas yeah. um, and I think you should be proud it's a really good Thank event you. we've really enjoyed it Thank haven't we you. 
Yeah. Well, we're here every year. This, um, I think I said to you last time we spoke, this is our 10th year. Mm. Um, 10th year here at Christmas. So it's something that happens annually and it just grows and grows and it evolves and changes and we have new people each year. Mm. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be back. If you miss us this weekend, if anyone's missed us, then we're obviously going to be back next year. A few drinks Wait tonight, though. Tonight. 10 years, we! <laughs> well, we're here again tomorrow, so yeah. it'll be Sunday night when we have our celebratory drinks. But... We'll definitely, yeah. We'll source some alcohol, I think, from one of our traders. I've been drinking gin today. Yes, I saw the gin stand. I'm just like, I'm going to go and have a little look now. Yeah. Try the orange gin. It's really nice. Is it good? It's really good. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, all over good. that. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for inviting thank us today. Uh, we've really enjoyed it. And um, well done. Thank you. Should be proud. You and your team. Thank you very much. Yeah. So there we go. Um, this was a great event. Uh, we're going to try and get to the one in St. Mary's as well, if we can, because uh, that's going to be a different feel, I think. Um, we have really enjoyed this. So thank you, Carrie, for inviting us and giving us VIP bands and, and treating us like VIPs. Uh, it's really, really good. Thank you to my wife, who's enjoyed her to stroll through the caravans, uh, <laughs> the static homes. And thank you to everybody that spoke to me. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace out.